Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, did you know that CM Punk, even a week later, is still a bitch? Had a pretty good idea. Okay, just checking. I, I wasn't sure if you knew or not after last week's episode where, where we, we talked about how big of a little bitch he was. Um, I just wanted to remind you. <laughs> And the good people out there listening to the Infamous Podcast, episode 353. Um, so this week we are talking about Sony State of Play, which Daryl's going to do most of the talking there. Uh, we have more Dragon stuff, which is uh, is a good thing. And we're going to talk about the second half, or the rest of, I guess, uh, season five of Cobra Kai. Uh, maybe with some minor spoilers. Yeah, probably. Yes, no? Okay. Because I know you didn't want me to spoil things last week, even though I wanted to spoil things from the first four episodes and then the remaining six episodes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week's episode title is kind of telling. If you didn't watch um, House of the Dragon, um, let's just put it this way. They're Targaryens. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but yeah, did you have a good week? It was a busy week, yeah, pretty much. Same. I, it was a short week for me. We're, so we're recording on, on Thursday the 15th, and today is my Friday. Yeah! Because I'm, I'm leaving on a prop plane, and I don't know when I'll be back again. <laughs> uh, that'll be a fun, fun trip. Yeah. Fun trip? Yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking about getting a dog. Like a little puppy, another golden doodle. And I'm thinking maybe what we do is we have people email me and tell me what to name her. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm just going to name her Azula. (laughs) Are you going to get her one of those Azula collars as well? A hundred percent. I don't even know if they have those. I mean, I, I was able to track down an Earth Kingdom collar for Toph. So, you know. Anyway. But, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's just jump right into the state of play um, from from Sony this week. PlayStation. Uh, I will say I have been playing my PlayStation more lately. Um, what have you been playing? FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I bought I bought that Ninja Turtles um, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. Game. It is. Um, hella fun it is it it is very fun playing an arcade game from my youth ish um on my playstation nice yeah so yeah i've been i actually just fired up tekken 7 for the first time in probably six months i've been playing elden ring and i I think i told you about mlb Mm -hmm. but i did by my first purchase, my first Call of Duty in three since 2019. Wow! I pre-ordered Modern Warfare 2 that come like the open betas this weekend. So I'll be doing like in the in the midst of playing football. If I have a spare time, mm-hmm. I'll be throwing a clock in a couple hours on that. But, but speaking of Tekken eight or Tekken, oh, uh, speaking of Sony football, of play, sorry, speaking of football, real quick, football or I, football or football, football. Not not soccer. Okay. I uh, I won my <laughs> first fantasy football game of the season. Um, considering I have not played fantasy football in something like twelve years. 
and the person I beat had a like four magazines, a laptop, um, and a phone out during the draft. <laughs> and I, uh, well, I didn't, I didn't even look <laughs> at anything going in and literally based on what position I wanted to draft for in that round, I picked the best player available. <laughs> yeah. Like but the best remember, position player it's a, available. It's a marathon. Uh, yeah, a I, exactly. So, um, and like I drafted Who are your like, top earners? Uh, Josh Allen, Michael Pittman, um, is it Javon, Javante Williams from the, uh, from the, the, um, the Broncos let's ride. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Broncos country and, um, the Dolphins defense. Okay. So yeah, well, this, well, the this, fact dude, that you got... this dude gave me shit for drafting Josh Allen. <laughs> he gave me Which... shit because he's like, you took a quarterback too early. It's like, I got the best quarterback in the draft. Um, and then I drafted a defense and a kicker and he's like, I'm just going to pick those up on waivers. And it's like, great. I got the best kicker and the best defense uh, as far as the rankings went. Well, I mean, the best kicker after week one, uh, it was kind of a rough week for kickers. Well, so. I, well, I got Evan McPherson, so I'm, I'm fine. I'm like, he's the, he's the best weapon the Bengals have. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, not quite, but no, he's the best weapon he, the Bengals have. No, he's not. He scored all of their points, just about. Dude, he's a great kicker. <laughs> he's absolutely a great kicker that looks like he should be in high school still. Oh yeah, he's a baby. And <laughs> I'm just thinking of uh, bench former brands. Yeah. So like his thing, I have Cam Akers. <laughs> so I'm really hoping. <laughs> I'm, like, and I put I put him on the bench. Um, and I'm really hoping that doesn't screw me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that guy's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well. Fantasy football with Brian and Daryl. Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't. I did not mean <laughs> to uh, to do that. But anyway, so uh, yeah, back to stand play. <laughs> previously, no, previously on the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, these state of play things are kind of it's hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the last one was in June, which was an actual hit as well. You know, because you had the reveal trailer for street fighter six, resident evil four remake and final fantasy 16. Despite the story, uh, I am a huge final fantasy fan. So, and, and I saw some of the gameplay they showed this, uh, this state of play might've been even better just because of one of the games actually comes out this year. What? Yeah. Wait, so, hold on. Sony well, had, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Sony had an event where they talked about video games, and one of those games comes out this year. Yeah. No. And it's no. not like it's no. not as, it's not that they really talk about it, it's that they actually just show the trailers. No, you're lying to me. You did it have gameplay footage? Yeah. So anyway, what? so the first one the funny thing is we're talking about Tekken. Yeah. That was absolutely the first one they showed and it's to call that gameplay footage is a real stretch. It was more like a cinematic. Uh, they had a couple of those where it was a lot of cinematics. And I'm just going to talk about a few of these games because, again, 2023, 2023, the second most anticipated one that I saw, 2024. So, you know, this is, it, it's, it's a lot of 2023s in there. 
Like, so you had Tekken, which I didn't even work, know they were working on the Tekken 8. And I'm a, again, I'm a huge Tekken fan. I've been a Tekken fan since the mm-hmm. second one. Never played the first Tekken, but <sighs> ever since Tekken 2, I've been a huge Tekken fan. They did have a couple games for the... I think they're going to really start pushing that PS uh, PlayStation VR 2. And they had yeah. this t- Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition, which Pass. I, I, it looks pretty cool in the sense of being a VR game, but it doesn't look it's yeah, pass. And they had this other one that was like a tabletop game. Uh, they had a couple games that two two games that take place in Japan. One is called the uh, Like a Dragon Ishin, which mm-hmm. comes out actually in February, which that's going to be here before you know it. And then the, the other one, Rise of the Ronin, which had a very similar feel to Assassin's Creed if, and mixing that up with Ghost of Tsushima. That one looks fantastic. But again, 2024 or 2025, who knows? Yeah. So that, that was that's a disappointment where you see a trailer of a game and, and, you're, and you see, oh, it's not coming out for a year and a half or two years. So why did you show me this? Yeah. But they did. They had another another trailer. I don't know if it was DLC or not, but for the Hogwarts Legacy game, which I'm going to be. I'm let's be honest. It's an open world. It's Harry Potter. I'm going to get that. But it yeah. was pushed back to February of 2023. It was supposed to come out, I think, November or yeah. December. Yeah, I mean, it's just pushed back a little bit. It's, yeah. And again, like we've talked about, the Fight Forever game mm-hmm. with the AEW, which is available for pre-order. Well, at GameStop right it's, now, it's funny it's still that coming you, soon. It's funny that you mentioned that because yesterday on Wrestling Inc. there was an article talking about how, due to the suspensions of um, Kenny and, and the EVPs and some of the people that were in the game, um, may maybe in the game that were they were supposed to start promoting it this week. Because mm-hmm. um, Kenny is actually currently in Japan. In Japan at the yeah. uh, the Tokyo Game Show, where I would assume they would be, you know, showing it off, but. He is a. Uh, he's the game's creative director. If you didn't know, I didn't know. I knew he was heavily involved. But I didn't yeah. know he was actually had that title. So, are are you saying that they might? It's still more up in the air because they they're not able to promote it, or? Yeah, I don't. I mean, they're not able to promote it. So, or I mean, I don't know what. Like, there's just a lot of like. This is just conjecture, right? Like saying that because yeah. they're. They're not doing it, and they don't know if he's at TGS for promoting it or not. But um, Fightful's report noted, um, while there have been plans regarding certain AEW wrestlers promoting Fight Forever this week, those plans have changed following the start of the investigation. Um, And so it's unclear whether fans should expect Omega to be a part of the AEW presentation at TGS. So, yeah, I I can't imagine they would would not have him do that in – so this is the question about the suspensions. Is it is it is it all AEW or is it just his wrestling duties? Yeah, I, but yeah, but that yeah, game's that's, supposed that's to a, come out this year. So yeah, I mean we're 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 getting close. <laughs> yeah, you, you really and you really start need. I mean they've been giving us you know snippets here and there over the last what month couple months, mm-hmm. and again. If it's if they're just saying coming soon because they want to make sure everything is you know, tightened up, yeah. I'm fine with that because there's too many examples of games coming out and it being a shit show in that first week or two weeks because of patches needed, that game crashing, errors, yeah. all that stuff. So right. 
again, I just want a good product. Mm -hmm. I can wait a little bit longer. More companies need to start thinking, hey, let's not tarnish our brand or our name by putting some rushing something out. Right. So again, I'm fine with them just taking their time with that, uh, you know, tweaking what needs to be tweaked and getting it to us when it's ready. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So, agreed. Agreed. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I like Tekken. Tekken's a fun game. Um, I'm not really interested in the tales from galaxy's edge because that's Disney star Wars and that's not real life. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and and again, it's. I think it's more the VR two. Yeah, I, I oh, I'm not yeah, sure. I mean, I'm th not there's going to be a huge push for the VR stuff. I mean, it, like with Meta, yeah, they, with the metaverse and everything. And, yeah, and how well, you tie into that. They also that. have a. Yeah, they have a. They didn't show it here, but the uh, Horizon. Yeah, the Horizon franchise has its own spinoff series with another character that's going to be a VR dependent game, which actually looks pretty cool as well. I, I just don't know if I want to, you know, hit up the VR too. Yeah. So we'll see. The only thing I but, want, the only the only reason I would get VR, is legitimately, to play Squadrons. <laughs> do they have that in VR? I mean, that would yeah. Be a I good mean, that's like part of the game. Like, like. Okay. So when you're when you're when you're doing it in VR, you're in the cockpit and you can look left or right and see what's coming. That's that's pretty. That's, yeah, that is a perfect game for that. Yeah. So instead of it just being that flat, um, you know, first person point of view, typical like shooter. Um. But yeah, I, I, VR two is where they're where they're going to put a whole bunch of money. Where they're going to try and get a bunch of people in. Um. They want to start setting people up for like the metaverse type stuff in the PlayStation ecosystem in the, in the PSN. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's the way things are going to go. And the thing is, is gaming is not what's going to bring people there. So, but if they can corner that market early, it'll be a niche and then it'll be a niche that grows once they hit some sort of, um, Oh, what's the word? Um, swell of of users so threshold so, i was looking for the yeah. word threshold now they had a couple uh, uh the two games that they before so there were you know two games that they really highlighted as exclusives and which oh, i think all of well, hogwarts legacy is not and you know some of the other ones like tekken but project eve stellar blade which is a action rpg which looks fantastic and the one I was telling you about, Rise of the Ronin, that mm -hmm. doesn't come out until 24, which is, it really looks like Assassin's Creed. At different points, I said, this looks like Assassin's Creed. And then I said, it looks like Ghost of Tsushima. It looks amazing, but again, 2024. Cool. Now, they finished it off with the game, the one game that's actually coming out mm -hmm. in 2022, and that's the game I'm really looking forward to, God of War Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. And it was the story trailer, so you get a better idea what's going on with... Uh, with uh, with Kratos and his son, it's it's a it takes place. It seems like it's like three or four years um, after the first God of War. His son's mm -hmm. probably like a, it's more of like a fourteen, maybe fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, it's hard to tell. So finding out who he is, he found out who he really is in the first one, and yeah, it, it looks amazing. 
it's uh, funny. It's I, also think, uh, I think his kid kind of has like a Cal Kestis look from uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, I, I could see that. Which, by the way, I cannot wait to hear more about that game. We'll see. All Star Wars is to be taken with a grain of salt at this point. Uh, after Fallen Order, Fallen Order is done during the time of the shit show that we have gotten from Disney I, Star I Wars. I get it, but it's just gotten so, worse. It's gotten worse. So it doesn't matter. It's it. That's one of those things. Like it's with the with the Star Wars series. Well, not the series, but the movies. It's it's along the lines of you have to show me that. I expect the worst from them. The game was so good, though, that I'm expecting good things. Did you watch Brand Kenobody? What's that? Brand Kenobody. <laughs> the Obi-Wan show. No. Because uh, he's not Obi-Wan. Because he's not Obi-Wan. I'm just saying, it's Star Wars. It's, it's Disney Star Wars. Yeah. You can't trust anything they do. Nothing. Yeah. Not a thing. Well, anyway, I'm like... I'm still excited for that game just because the first one was so sure. good. Again, it again, and unless it's not, unless I hear some something that you know, they're going a different direction than, or highlighting things like they have been in the ser- in most of the series. Mm-hmm. Because again, I still love the man. I still really like the Mandalorian. Yeah. So there's always some you know diamonds in the rough, even when things are absolutely terrible. Right. We got Rogue One. For example, I mean, like I said, it's got to be taken with a grain of salt. I didn't say ignored, so, just grain of salt. But anyway, the fact <laughs> is that we haven't heard anything since the that right. initial right. kind of push, and I, I don't expect to hear anything from that for until twenty twenty three. So again, that's a long time. It, I don't even know if that game's supposed to be even come out next year. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? But yeah, that that's Who what knows? the uh, that was. That was a state of play. Mm-hmm. Again, God of War is the only game that's going to be out in the next couple months, which, again, that's going to be a huge game. It got, the first God of War was amazing. And this one, I expect, yeah, again, I expect the same thing, especially watching the story trailer. Mm-hmm. We got a little quick glimpse of uh, Ryan Hurst's Thor in combat with Kratos, which should be good. It should be amazing. Cool. So, but yeah, that, that was the state of play. You know, they they in twenty two in twenty two minutes. I think that's how long it was. They put it. They put a lot in that. As far as put a lot of content into that. So, yeah, looks good for Sony. Uh, like like you said, there it looks to be. I think over the next year, year and a half, we're going to get more of that VR stuff uh, or VR compatible games, especially uh, oh, racing games would be great too. Yeah, just I mean, to like that's like yeah, that's like the squadrons where you can like look around and see what's going on and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So yeah. All right. You want to talk dragon stuff? Dragons. <laughs> uh okay, so th- this episode or this this uh review comes with just a bit of a uh <laughs> of a parental advisory. <laughs> um if if the at least Cobra Kai wasn't all incesty. Um, <laughs> uh, title of this episode didn't give it away. Um, yeah, so so Damon Targaryen went full Targaryen. <laughs> you never go full Targaryen. Get yeah, that. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, he he had help, but true, true, very true. <laughs> But uh, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, the, the Targaryens are... Well, they're the Targaryens. They're, they're an interesting lot, those Targaryens, yes. <laughs> but uh, I, I gotta say, this was a really good episode. I I really... Again, this is one of those things that, just for me, continues to get better. Mm-hmm. I like you were talking about star Wars and stuff. I had my just part of it was because of the rings of power talk, even before that came out. And I don't, there wasn't nearly as much talk about what was going on, you know, with the, let's just say the check boxes here. And I was, I was worried. Don't get me wrong. I was absolutely concerned that it was going to overshadow a story, which thankfully has not been the case. Yeah. I, I I like where they're going with this story. I, it looks like hopefully Renera can grow up uh, and not be such a petulant baby, yeah. which I she grew she grew up a little bit in this episode. Well, she so th- they're actually finally playing the Game of Thrones right now, right? <laughs> you know, yes. it, it, it is it has kicked off in earnest with this episode. Um, between Damon's antics and Renara's antics and Viserys' antics and um, Hightower's antics, um, even Princess Alice or uh, Queen Alicent, like you know, she's she's not immune to this. Oh no, yeah, it's and and I do appreciate that as well. The fact that we're getting more some some of that political intrigue mm-hmm. that the first series was well known for well that they, they they got away from at the end too yes absolutely they did so um but yeah so i mean we got a a betrothal of sorts in this episode um but yeah so this episode opens with uh with damon arriving from the stepstones um and he's got a crown. Um, it's the, the, the episode is called King of the Narrow Sea, which uh, the people there named him that for, for winning the battle against the crab eater, crab feeder, whatever his name was, um, Mr. McTorso. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he comes back with Craxis and, and he's, he walks in with a, cl- a crown and, and swears his allegiance to Viserys. Um, but it, it was all very tense. I, I, I feel like they've done a really good job of the intensity with this show. Um, there's been a couple times where you're like, because we were trained with Game of Thrones to, to see so many name actors or, or big characters get killed off, there's been a few, a few times where it's like, oh my God, are they going to kill Damon? <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know what I yeah, mean? I, like at the joust in the first episode, like when, when he was fighting the guy and he lost, he lost that fight. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was against, um, the, uh, Sir Kristen. Cole Kestis. Or I was yeah. say Cole Kestis. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, so this has happened like with him on the battlefield, like he easily could have died. Like had the, had his plot armor not been as thick. Um, but, but yeah, it's, um, I feel like they do a really good job with the tension and uh, you know, I, I really, this is the first time I really liked Viserys. 
he's been an up and down for me. He he's never been consistent in how like the you know the he he did act, uh, there was a point where him and Damon are talking after you know they have their you know bro hug mm-hmm. and he's being a little I mean he's being a little petulant toward Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. which again well, considering what she's been yeah. like for the last three years is understandable. But I, I do he, – he actually acts like a, a guy who is in charge because, I, again, what Damon said to him – it was episode one or two. is like, you're weak. Yeah. And he has been. And the way he handles Renera's situation and also how he tells her, look, okay, we're done with this. I, yeah, I gave you a chance. You're marrying uh, – how do you say his name? Lanel or – Oh, uh, Corliss's son. Yeah, uh, Sir Sir Lanor, Valeria. Sir Lanor, uh, Valerio. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I think um, I think this is interesting. Like the veil, the veil. I love the way they've used the veil in in both of these shows. Right. Um, the time that we got to see the veil, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Right in in Game of Thrones. But here right. it's still yeah. like it's just this mysterious place that like you kind of forgot that we spent a whole half a season there. Yeah. And, and I do like how they are because, again, this is the Seven Kingdoms. Nothing feels forced in the sense of them making callbacks to Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It feels very natural. And and that's the thing you've seen. I've seen other shows do where they try to connect A to B. Uh, one story from a you know a long time ago or what have you, and it just doesn't work. Or it not not that it doesn't work, but it doesn't come off natural. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like how we've mentioned the veil and some of and even some of the other you know, other characters or in other places like you know we've we've heard Bravos right. mentioned a few times and mm-hmm. you know when they were talking about the free cities. Right, 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 right. Um, I think it, the thing that we forget though is Viserys is like. Patty Constantine plays him and Patty Constantine is not an old man. And Viserys is supposed to be a little older than, than what he looks. Um, because you remember he too was a dragon rider. Yeah. He, he wrote in, in his dragon battle, Balerion, Balerion. Balerion. Yeah. Yeah, Black dread is, is yeah. Is a dragon that died of old age when his grandpa was still King or grandsire. I love that. Um, (laughs) But yeah. <laughs> like that of old age. And so like we keep thinking he's this super weak guy. And you also have to remember the uh, the chair keeps cutting him and, and giving him infections. Yeah. And I, I, that's the one thing I'm so curious about as far as is that just the chair or is something else going on? Well, that's that's the question. That's yeah. And that's what I'm really curious about. I like how they're doing this where they don't spend a lot of time on it. You just get a couple, you get a minute here or so, or just something he does or just a shot of him where, Oh, he's missing two fingers now. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, what are those nice little things on his back? The lesions. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah I, I do like how they, uh, some of the, the choices they've made in the sense of, we we discussed it or in the first episode you had him in the bathtub i think it was last episode so you know it's there and you can see you know the progression of it but it's not like every time there's a progression they're 
drawing their attention to it by conversation. Right. It's just from shots from you, you get a shot here and there, and, and you have and if you don't pick it up, you don't realize. Oh man, yeah, it definitely is getting worse. Right. Yeah, so it's just really, it's really quite interesting, um, the take on the character and, and how they, uh, they've been doing all of that. It's, it's just, he's, he's, he is, um, shown as one thing and he's, he's something different altogether, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, God, I hate, I hate, I hate Matt Smith as an actor and I hate that I'm enjoying him in this show. <laughs> It, and, and is your disdain for him all is focused on the Doctor Who? I mean, it? I didn't like him in Doctor Who. I, I hated him in, um, what was it, Terminator Geniasis or whatever. Um, oh, I, I didn't watch enough of that to, yeah. see, to see him actually get on the screen much. And, like, you know, I actually, like, and I said this I, before. I think it's on, on, on recording, so I'll, I'll follow it up it, it, with <laughs> truth. But I did say I, 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 I kind of liked him in Morbius. So, yeah, um, it's, yeah, I, I didn't like him as the doctor. I don't like his face. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I don't like your face. <laughs> it's you know, I mean, that's part of it. Like, I just don't like his face. Um, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> come on. It's, I I just I think I think what I like about him here is is this is a different character for him. He hasn't like I, I like him as a bad guy. I think I think he definitely has a face for a bad guy because he want to punch him. But uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, he does, he does Renera dirty in this episode. Yeah. And I'm still, and this is again, one of those things. I still am not sure what happened. What was it that made him walk away? Was that something that he planned in the sense of to drive her to frustration? Was that something that he, it wasn't that he just couldn't go through with it in the sense of, oh, this is my niece, considering that he tells his brother, hey, just marry her. Right. Marry her to me. Right. So I, that's the one thing I just, well, was, I, I wasn't quite sure but about. But he also and, lies and I did to Viserys like, and says they had sex. Yeah. Yeah. So and, he wants the crown. This is his way to the crown in, yeah. in, in, in his demented way. Because remember, he and Lord Corliss made a a pact yeah they did and and you know corliss is never going to forgive viserys for not marrying you know his 12 year old yeah even if he married corliss is apparently a teacher in in texas who calls them maps (laughs) it's but you're right though because guys like him and again we've seen it in other fictions and i mean mm-hmm. you see it in real life where even if you come to the table later on for something that's both advantageous to you both of you all that person still remembers the slight and will find a way to turn on you and i i that i absolutely see that with corliss right i don't know if it's going to happen but i see him ha- as that person that will try to do that yeah so it's 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 one of those things, you know. <clears throat> and then the spy, the little birds tell Otto Hightower about what they saw and, and Renera coming out and you know. Um 
you know, it, it, it's it's sad. Like I really liked. Um, I I felt like Renera grown up, grown up, <laughs> grew up. She's all grows up. Little baby girls all grows up. You know, she's so money and she doesn't even know it. Uh, but no, I felt like she grew up a lot in this episode because she had to, because she got screwed over by someone who she loves more than anyone and was apparently ready to just hop onto the stone floor with. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but in, in the fact that she agrees to avoid the scandal and, and marry her cousins. <laughs> I mean, come, come on, come on, Targaryens, help us out. Like when, when I'm when I'm thinking about the Targaryens, all I can think of is how dare you. Anyway, <laughs> or the Lannisters. How dare you? Um, but yeah, so you know, I I, I haven't read Blood of the Dragon, and I haven't gone on to the Wiki of Ice and Fire too much to look at anything more than kind of like the cursory like first or second paragraph of of the uh, the characters. Uh, because I don't want to know too much, even though I really do kind of want to read the book. But um, but yeah, I, it's just the the way it ends. Um, you know, R- Renera insisting that Otto had manipulated the king, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that the king has a uh, the Grand Maester give Renara the uh, the moon tea, a Bordafacient tea. Yeah, so um, I believe they called it moon tea in uh, in Game of Thrones. I might, I might be mistaken, but yeah, it's 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 essentially the the seven seven realms version of Plan B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, very very interesting. I um, I don't. I I really I really do enjoy this show. Yeah. It, it and again it it's it's getting to the point to is this what episode is this episode four four I'm I'm thinking next week or this week's episode will probably be the last one where we get the full episode of Renera at, at you know this uh, yeah as a kid. Um, Millie Alcock mm-hmm. I think after this episode we're gonna do another big time jump but it it it's been doing a good job of setting up. Mm-hmm. With while at the same time moving forward, because we, we've talked about this before, too, with shows where you get a lot of setup, but you move nowhere. Mm-hmm. This is moving forward, but also setting up down the line, right. which is the way I think they've done a good job with, because, again, it seems like they're focused more on the story than mm-hmm. anything else, which, hey, that's fine, because that's how it should be. Right. Right. All right, so out of five indecent interactions, what would you give this episode? <laughs> I, I I give this a four. This is, again, I think for me, every episode has gotten better than the previous one, and this is no different. You, you see a lot of that Game of Thrones political, you know, the political machination. machinations. Mm-hmm. You have an interesting uh, thing where... You know, her Kingsguard, Rhaenyra's Kingsguard, has uh, uh, partaken in his charge. He he forwent his vow. Yeah. His holy oath. So I. 
So, so how is that going to play out yeah. down the line when, you know, when she's supposed to be getting married and mm-hmm. there's just a lot of, there's a lot of open-ended things, which as you know, we're hitting the halfway point, that's absolutely perfect right. for a, sto- a story like this. So I give it a four out of five. Yeah. I gave it a 4.01 out of five because I've been rating everything higher than you um, <laughs> with this particular ah. show. And, uh, I wanted to, because I did really like it and, and, you know, it, it's not a full four and a half. It's not a full four and a quarter, but like, I definitely liked it a little more than a four. Um, and I'm just kind of being kind of silly, but yeah, it's one, I really like the look of the show. Like King's Landing has, has not been through a whole bunch of wars lately. Um, it's very built up. I like the, the different fashion that they wear. Um, these are all children of summer, you know, so they, they're not, they're not preparing for, for a great winter or anything like that at the moment. And and it's really interesting to see, and we don't have the Starks down there. Winter is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Ned, what's up? Winter is coming. Ned, would you like a beer? Winter is coming. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, um, Although I did not realize that um, Viserys' first wife was an Aaron, so from the Vale. Yeah, I, oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. And to like your point, I do. I really do want to read the book, but yeah, I, I think that's something that I'll do maybe somewhere mm-hmm. down the line. Because hey, we're half, we're almost halfway through the mm-hmm. season. There's no reason for me to read it now. Yeah. at this point, and. Uh, um, Damon's first wife is a Royce. So, um, that is, uh, I think Catelyn Stark's line. Yeah. Or not Catelyn. Uh, no, 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 no. Sir, Sir Royce. No, no. Sir Royce was no, the, thinking. was the one who like stood up for, for Liza Aaron. So, or one of the yeah. voices. So anyway. But yeah, so yeah, 4.01, it's really good. Like, if you're not watching this show, it's four episodes in. It's a 10-episode season, I believe. Yes, it is 10. Um, and if you're having, yeah. and if you're not sure and you, you're saying, hey, I, what should I watch, this or Rings of Power? Watch this. Oh, yeah. Watch this. And for Rings of Power, kill it with fire. Yeah. Or, or, or better yet, with Rings of Fire, just pretend like it never happened that's the like don't like love and hate are 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 like uh like the same emotion <laughs> but pure indifference towards it do you know how many people get pissed off at me because i'm like man i, don't, I just don't care yeah i'm not interested it's not it's not it's not made for me so yeah. i'm not gonna watch it it's the same thing i do with she hulk and people are like, well, but you you look like comic books yeah i also like good shit i don't read bad comic books either yeah, no, yeah. I don't so, get stuff just just because it's in something I like. I don't. I'm not going to be like, hey, this is good. Yeah. This is great. So, I'm, I'm not a pig like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I'll say right. Ralphie. I mean, uh, <laughs> Randy. Not Ralphie. It was Randy. 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 <laughs> Little piggy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry for doing that in your guys' ears. Uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Um, season five. Oh, so good. Episodes five through ten. Uh, let's just get it out of the way. Out of ten old man karate fights, what do you give? Oh, out of, oh yeah, ten for the whole season. Yeah. For the whole out season. Out of ten for yeah. this season, 
I, I'd give it a nine point, not a nine. I'll give it a nine. I oh. loved. Oh. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, it was different. Yeah, as we talked about last week, there were it was different in a good way, but at the same time, it was I won't say jarring, but mm-hmm. it took me a minute to get used to it. It being a different kind of flow than the seasons past, sure. and it ends up being. Because, again, it, there's a lot more of the adults and their storyline. Mm-hmm. And they do it in such... And, again, just, just like the storyline with the kids, which we're calling them kids, but they're all in their 20s, uh, even though they're high school. They're not... Well, they're, they're all, at least in, in like between 19 and, and 22, except for the potato. She's 26. Yeah. 26. So... <laughs> like, she's going to be ready to retire soon. Yeah, I didn't realize she was that old either. She's so bad. Oh my god, I hate her. Yeah, I, I like just like Matt Smith, and but I don't want to punch her face because I wouldn't punch a girl. But like, I don't like her face. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the character, and I will even say this. Oh, if you're curious, that, we're talking about Mary Mauser, who plays Samantha Lou yeah. Russo, who is yeah. What did I call her? Um. Oh, she's Adrian Balboa, but she knows karate. Yeah. When we were talking. Oh, and I'm going to ruin it for you right now. Whenever you're watching Terry Silver on screen, picture him saying everything in Christopher Walken's voice. Or better yet, picture Christopher Walken replacing Thomas Ian Griffith and everything. You're welcome. Yeah, he said that. I And, and I could absolutely see that, mm-hmm. but I would trade i wouldn't trade uh thomas ian griffin for a million no bucks no no i wouldn't either but it's like you know it's like but it's kind of funny but it's I, like more cowbell right yeah <laughs> i've got i've got one prescription and it's it's more karate i put my gi on <laughs> one one leg at a time and then i win titles <laughs> it's really bad christopher walken i know i used to be able to do a really good christopher walken like back in the day when i would like just walk around and be like I'm Bruce Davidson, baby. I put my pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> but I can't do it anymore. More cowbell. Anyway. Uh, yeah, okay. So the first four episodes of the season were really good. Like, you know, what what did we give it? What, we, what, what did you say? Out of, out of the 10, you went 8, and I went 8.25. Um, for me, for the, ten, for the whole season, I went... You went nine out of ten. I went eight point nine three. Um, I, I like your weird the weirdness of your um, ratings. Yeah, I'm just lately. trying to shake it up, shake it. Up. <laughs> I'm trying to keep you off guard. I want you on your toes like that kid on the treadmill. <laughs> Dude, that kid was. Dude, I, I'm, wow. I'm not. I'm not fighting that six year old. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, but no, it's uh. I so here's the thing is I I like this show I like this show a lot I think this is a great show, um, I think the where I kind of docked point oh seven points is the fact that we had our our second karate brawl, not in a tournament or actually third not in a tournament in this show to end a series. Well, you know or what seasons I. I, I get that. I get that. And I also look at it like the hallway fight scenes in Daredevil. In one season, you have to have that. You have to have that like one shot, which again, it's it's fabulous in Daredevil. It's like 
those one shot hall fight scenes are yeah. so good. I will argue and the stairwell fight in the second season is better. I, I is better than the first season hallway fight. I I, I kind of agree with you. Hot take. I, Hot take. I, I, I although the one thing I do like in the first season was you you hear him beating up the dudes in the room before the guy yeah. he pushed not the guy through. I, Which I really is cool. Like I'm, I'm I'm not saying it's not awesome and amazing. I'm just saying when he's fighting yeah. the guys walking down the steps, it's very much like the raid. Um, but he's not killing yes. them, right? He's not just like chucking right. them six stories down the middle of the hallway. Um, yeah. Anyway, but. so I, the other thing is, um, Kim Da Ewan, uh, played by Alicia Hannah Kim. She was a mustache twirling villain that did not need to be. Terry Silver in a black dress. Ah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I I just think she was, she was such a cool character. And then she turned into a, a, a one note character for the last four episodes, three episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, could have been, she could have been so much more than that. I, I didn't. All she did was pick on Tori. All she yeah. did was pick on Tori. And then, um, who was the other, the girl, um, who was with Eagle Fang, Devin. Devin. Yeah. Like if you're going to, if you want Devin to like be better than Tori, we needed to have a training montage of her and Devin, like making Devin a, a badass. Um, kind of like Kenny Payne, uh, became a badass who we got to see like grow and train and learn all this stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I like how you said that the grow and train stuff, I really, I really like Tori's arc in this mm-hmm. uh, episode. We get more from her in the sense of because it's been a while. I, I think I don't know if we saw last year her, her, like anything from her home life, but we get a glimpse. Yeah, of, we you saw. Know, again, we saw last year a reminder. Her, her sister and her mom and and stuff. Where she well, I, was, yeah, I remember her sister. And came she was through, having but, to she was having to pay rent, and the one guy was like, "Well, hey, I can, uh, you know." Uh, you do things for me or, or to me, and I'll uh, I'll forgive the rent. No, that was season. That was that was season two. Was it that when was, she first came in? Are you sure yeah. that wasn't last season two? Yeah, well, that was when Crease uh, got her. Yeah, when Crease got her right. first. You're got. right. I'm sorry. You're right. So, but again, we um, have. I mean, I think was her sister. Her sister might have been last year. I'm not 100 percent sure. But, but here's the thing. Again, we is I would say Tori is closer to who Daniel was. As far as the fish out of water, the someone who really needs help, mm-hmm. than Samantha is. Samantha is oh, closer. There, there's no question. Samantha is Johnny Lawrence. I was about to say she's closer to Johnny. Absolutely, she's got the privileged life form. again. Yeah, although Johnny <laughs> did have the shit, you know, stepdad, which was a horrible person. Well, I'm going to argue uh, that Ralph Macchio was just as bad by like, you know. No, I'm no, never, I'm talking about never, it. Yeah, so. Well, well, no, he's not even close to being as bad as uh, that guy. But yeah. the the point is still valid in the sense of she is more like Johnny and Tori is. And and I do, as much as I don't like the Sam character, I she I, I there's no denying she grows a little mm-hmm. bit, and not that she grows on me, but she grows a little bit in this series in this season by absolutely seeing you know hey you know you don't realize what some people are going through. Yeah. So since her, she's been a whiny brat since day one, and when she goes to see Tori, you know, towards the end, when Tori comes to her and tries to apologize 
for some of the stuff that she's done. I mean, Tori's art and her ability to, you know, come out and apologize. Right. I, I like, not only do I like the fact that, you know, well, she was never the villain. She was more of an antagonist. Mm-hmm. Again, Terry, you know, Terry Silver is the villain mm-hmm. and an antagonist. All antagonists are not villains. Right. So seeing that and, and seeing Tori, and I do like the, and again, some of the stuff that happens in the show is predictable in the best way possible. Right. In the sense of the two on one with Tori Devin against you know, the, the other, um, the female Cobra Kai instructor. We knew that was going to, I knew that was going to happen, but it, it, I like how they did that though. Cause they got their asses kicked over and over again, mm-hmm. a couple of like middle of the season. And then it comes back in that finale. And I, I thought that was great. Right. So again, not a huge Sam fan, but I will give her credit. I will give credit where I thought she grew a little bit as a character. Still yeah. don't like her. Yeah. But she did grow as a character. Mm-hmm. The I, I would say the one disappointment I had was we I didn't get enough of my boy Miguel. Although he like hit the moment the fact that him and Robbie finally worked through their stuff, worked through their issues and how they worked through it, which is great. You know, sometimes yeah. boys will be boys and their conversation where they get over that hump and, you know, get all that, you know, the nastiness between them out of the way and become friends, maybe, you know, pseudo brothers. Right. I I really think that was a really a a good emotional high. And I just really like that. And because again, Robbie, I wasn't a huge fan of at all from at start, but I, he's especially last year after last year, I really liked him as a character and I like him more, even more now as a character, yeah. but I would have wanted a little bit more of Miguel. Yeah. There wasn't enough Miguel in this season for me, um, him being the one true karate kid and all. Um, but no, I liked Robbie. I liked Robbie this season. Um, I, of, of all the characters, Robbie has grown the most. Yes. And I think I said something along those lines when we were reviewing last season. You how did. much? Yeah. And, from, but he's continued from, to grow, right? And yeah. I think part of that, too, is um, Tanner Buchanan is not a very good actor. <laughs> there, the, There's a scene where he, in the second to last episode, where he goes into the dojo to try and get Kenny Payne um, out of there. And in, in, in just the way he delivers his monologue, it's very much like, did yeah. you cut out the word line <laughs> and just kind of push <laughs> things together? Um, you know, uh, what was he in? He was in something not too long ago that we were like, holy crap, that was Tanner Buchanan. Um, oh, he was in Hyperion. That's right. That was the thing where we're like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. That was the last thing he did before this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where like, uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not hating on the kid. Cause like, I think he did a good job making you care about him, like care about Robbie the entire, like you've always wanted the best for Robbie, except for yeah. when he broke Miguel's back at the end of season two. Um, but I, I, I do think that the, 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 the the show keeps repeating itself a little bit with the okay there there's a new there's a new hawk 
you know, and that's Kenny. There's a new um, Robbie, and that's Tori this season, you know. Um, and at some point, you know, like I, I told you, I think I told you this. I, I kind of hope season six is the last season. I don't, I don't know if they've announced that or not, but that's kind of, that's kind of my hope. I'm torn in this sense. It, from a storytelling perspective, I think season six probably should be the end. Mm-hmm. From what you know, from where it started to where we've gotten to. I truly think from that, this story is wrapping itself up kind of quite organically, I I, I would say. Yes. My one caveat to that is if they can continue to make it just as entertaining and fun as it's been for these five seasons, I wouldn't mind more. Even though I, I think, and again, going back to what I just said, I think the story... It's done. If they can find a creative way, hell, they found a creative way to tell this story in the first place. Right. If they can get together and find a creative way to do a season seven mm-hmm. after the natural end of this story, which will probably be, which will be season six, I think. Well, I, I think that's not to spoil too much crease stuff because I really don't want to spoil mm-hmm. that. Like they have to wrap the crease story up. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and it, it's in a way now where there's some responsibility that has to be felt by a number of characters for what, where crease is when the season ends and what crease is going through. Um, so yeah, I I did want to also point out, I thought it was really weird that Dimitri was not a regular, um, main, main character in this season. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't, he's only in a couple episodes. Yeah, and and I do think part of that was because there was more of a focus. Again, the story dictated mm-hmm. that there was more focus on the adults and what was going on with Daniel and Amanda and bringing in other characters from chosen the past. and yeah. And so I think that was a natural because again, even Hawk. I mean, he was in it a lot, but mm-hmm. he wasn't really. He didn't really have a lot of stuff to do. No, but what he got, what 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 Hawk got. Like he made the most of like Jacob Bertrand is a good little actor. Um, oh yeah. You know, he was, if you guys watch parks and rec, he was the kid in the, uh, in the episode with, uh, the, um, the Pawnee goddesses. And he, uh, he was like, yeah, I, I, I want candy. <laughs> uh, Pawnee Rangers was the episode. And, and he was the one who abandoned, uh, Ron Swanson, that jackass. Like, how dare you, Jacob? How dare you? Um, but yeah, like, I, I think he's... The thing is, is like, Hawk is like a super strong character. And, and the thing is, is they needed... They couldn't have... They used Hawk in the way they did because they couldn't have Kenny beat um, Miguel or Robbie. Right. In the, uh, in the face-off when they're... They're trying to get into the Kumite with the Icelandic coach from Mighty Ducks 2. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, Hawk is still a badass. I mean, he's still like he's on the same level as as Johnny and uh, or as Johnny as uh, as Robbie and, and Miguel. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he absolutely. So, I mean, he did. Be, I mean, he was him and Miguel were. Well, we saw what happened in that mm-hmm. one. That was a good start of a fight. Yeah, and he. I mean, he beats Robbie. Yeah. He does regularly. So, he beats Robbie regularly. Yeah. So clean. Yeah. Clean finish. <laughs> I mean, he did cheat that first time, but you know that was that was when he was under the the crease, you know. But I don't. I think you look at the, these characters, right? And I think the character who is the embodiment of all three styles the most who makes it work is Eli. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I, I would say he, he is. And and maybe I, I just I'm so curious to see how because I, I was going to say maybe he really truly I know he was a champion in this you know in season four mm-hmm. but where do we where do we where do those three end up on the spectrum of season six yeah I don't know that's the thing is like so they're obviously going to go over to the the Kumite um, wherever it's held they didn't really say um, that both that both teams qualified for. Yeah. So I, I I mean I'm I'm assuming that uh Kim Dayun is going to try and lead the Cobras who turned against who they turned against. Um but I don't know. I mean it's there there was there was I almost think it should have ended with the stuff from episode nine, to be a hundred percent honest. Instead of instead of getting that pseudo resolution in episode ten, I mean to be honest, like the resolution that you get for most of episode ten, uh, you cut one thing out and it's like, oh yeah, this is the end of the series, and that yeah. character died. Yeah, yeah, I mean you, you know? could absolutely do that. It's yeah, I I I, I really do think that what we've gotten is one more season mm-hmm. from a st- from this story. Right. And like I said, if you can be creative enough to ha- have me come back for season seven in a cre- creative, unique way, I'm fine with it. But I, mm-hmm. I, I do, a hundred, I do agree with you. This story should end in season six. Yeah. So it says here, um, and this is from a couple of days ago, three days ago, season six has all but been officially confirmed. Um, I mean, oh, this is saying they could do spinoffs. Yeah, there's a ton of spinoffs that they could do. Like follow Miguel to yeah. college. Follow follow Miguel and Eli and Tori to college where they're all friends. Like Robbie goes back to jail. Sam, you know, <laughs> just ends up in Ireland. Um <laughs> Why is Robbie got to end up back in jail? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because he's a Lawrence. You know, the 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 Johnny Lawrence gene is strong. <laughs> Break the cycle. That's what he's doing. Yes. Um, oh, I guess there is a spinoff. Like Stain's plan. album. Okay, so we did not get to talk about this last week. So Robin from Karate Kid Three is Amanda's cousin, and she hooked Amanda up with Daniel. So this is all her fault. <laughs> that was such a great tie-in right there, right. which I didn't. Again, I, I t- like I told you when 
when she's talking to Amanda, mm-hmm. I didn't realize who she was until oh yeah she recognizes Terry Silver's name, and that's when I said out loud, "It's like, is that her?" And I I couldn't remember her name from the from uh, Karate Kid Three. I was like, "Wait a minute, that's mm-hmm. her from Karate Kid 3. And yeah, yep, I recognized her immediately, but I'm also a gigantic nerd. So. Um, all right. So here's the, there's no official response right now, about season six, but this is what, um, Hayden Schlossberg has to say. Uh, it's always starting with a place of how do we take it to the next level while staying true to the original movie? Love that. Uh, I use the Rocky movies as comparison. There's always some new angle, something that feels bigger or going back to its roots of what it is. But you know what you're going to get. You're going to get awesome montages. Johnny being amazing in the soap opera has some really big moments still to come. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, we've got Johnny, like, you know, karate dad, Johnny, you know, is that, is that karate dad, Johnny Lawrence? Is that something we want to see? Hey, more Johnny. There there was not enough Johnny in this season. Yeah. (laughs) It's just some of his lines are just so great. And it's just so good. But I'm sorry. The showrunners, including Josh Held, uh, have a Ferris Bueller spinoff in the works that they're working on. I think I read that. If it's not, uh, fair, I didn't know it was, yeah. if it's not Matthew Broderick as somebody's grandpa at this point, like I'm not interested. Like if it's not Ferris as an old man trying to get his kid out of his grandson out of school or granddaughter out of school. Um, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I read something about that not too long ago. Yeah. And, but I didn't know these, like they, the Cobra Kai people were involved in it though. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I here's the thing: is this is a really good show. If you're not watching it, you should watch it. Um, just do what I did: sign up for Netflix and then immediately cancel it, <laughs> so you don't have to pay for more than a month. Um, just be a mercenary, or like that. That's or, what I. Or just like message Daryl and be like, "Hey, can I use your Netflix password?" I'm sure he'll let you. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd let people use my, my HBO Max one, but it's maxed out with five people already. Oh. It's maxed out? Yeah, no pun. No pun intended. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you guys had fun. Um, just remember, CM Punk is a bitch. Even Eric Bischoff said he should have been fired, which is crazy. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Later. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com follow us on facebook and instagram at infamous podcast to keep up with the show we also have a patreon page patreon.com slash infamous podcast we have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show 
to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.